good day. Thank you for choosing to work for WCO. By now, you should have received your assignment. As a reminder, it is crucial that you know the six do's and don'ts of time travel. First, never reveal any piece of technology, clothing, or information about the future. Remember your training and act like the people in that time period did. Do not form any personal relationships with anyone outside of your time. You must return for a break no later than a month after being in your assigned time period and no sooner than a week. Reports on progress are due by 11 o'clock each night. And finally, have cover stories ready if any suspicions arise among the people in your time. Good luck out there, agents. You are correcting yesterday for a brighter tomorrow. Wow. Mississippi. 1856. It was agricultural. Farms, big plantations, cotton, tobacco, corn sugar, and rice. Wow. I spent the next hour researching the history of this region of the United States. I was so excited about this good news, so excited to the point I could not sleep for one second the whole night. Unfortunately, I would have to go through another week of training to learn more about my time period, how to act, how to dress, etc. I knew it was going to be a long week but it would definitely be interesting to learn about the history of it. Remember, big history geek here. We had briefly learned about this time period in school, but not to the extent we were about to learn about it. Rob and Susan were also pleased with our time period, and they said that they looked forward to working with me. I could definitely say that my life has significantly improved, but I honestly was terrified to see what the future, well, the past, would bring me. Tomorrow was a big day. I had received all of my necessary training, and the WCO was giving me a day off before leaving. I, being my adventurous self, made the most out of my day. First, after having breakfast at the hotel, I went out to explore the grand city. I visited the park, ate lunch at a nice cafe, and went to the top of another skyscraper that overlooked the Pacific Ocean and the drowning city of Old Seattle. Looking at the ruins from an old era still bothered me and gave me goosebumps every time. Other than Susan and Rob, I had no friends, especially not here. My only good friend back home was lucky enough to be part of the government elite and moved to Chaseville, a city on the moon. Although I shouldn't have been mad at him because it wasn't his decision, I was. He left me with no one that cared about me back in Kansas. My friend was my only source of normalcy in a life not suitable for a teenager. That's when I decided that I was going to work for WCO one day. As I was standing on the observation floor at the top of the tower, watching the scenery, a tear formed up in my eye, thinking about the past hardships of my sad, lonely life. Well, that was all over now. I had Rob and Susan, and I had a whole world of opportunities in 1856. I was already bonding with them here, and I anticipated getting even closer to them in our journey. Surely a basic life then wouldn't be as complicated and broken as mine is in 2108. I looked out at my eye hollow, and it read 4 o'clock. Wow, I was up there for a long time. I had made a nice dinner reservation at a steakhouse for me to enjoy by myself for the last time. At the dinner, I sat there by myself, stirring my raspberry tea with my straw in a complete daze. 
Is there something wrong, sir? Ah, uh, no. I'm just, just thinking. Did the lady not show up tonight? Uh, no, no, that's not it. Uh, just, just deep in thought. But things are about to get a lot better. Well, that's always great to hear. Yeah. You're listening to Time Fashion, The Story of Elijah, Episode 2. Thank you for listening, and find the next episode wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Enjoy the show. Well, today's the day. I hurriedly packed all my belongings that morning and made my way over to WCO. How the whole time traveling thing works is that on each floor, my floor being the 86th floor, there are these little houses, mobile homes of sorts, and they act as your house in this certain time period. They have all the necessary appliances for a basic living. so. Whatever time period you were assigned in, the whole house would warp through the space-time continuum and it would be placed in a hidden location where people in that time period would least likely go. There will be a large antenna on top of them and it acts as a main device to warp the whole house through time. And it was also a communication beacon to be able to talk to WCO. Crazy, right? You get full internet access and communication capabilities at extremely fast internet speed. Maybe not as fast as what it would be in a city, but for considering being in 1856, rather fast. It also had 7G cellular signal, so as long as I was within 50 miles from this house, I could have internet access on that as well when I was out and about. Hey Rob, hey Susan. Hey Joe, are you excited? Oh, you have no idea. Walco, right this way please. Okay, so what's you what through time? All those do's and don'ts apply. I hate to discuss this and scare you, but remember that exposing yourself as time travelers can face you with a serious penalty. You will face a life sentence in federal prison. Any final questions? I think we're good. This was it. The time was finally here. Rob, Susan, and I looked around the small house before sitting down. Luckily, there were two small bedrooms and bathrooms, so I took one while the couple took the other. I set my bag down and went into the main living room, a room where we did all of our reports. Can you guys hear me? Loud and clear. We're good to go. Okay. 
it will take a minute for the system to calibrate. Remember, once you have successfully made it to 1836, your blood sugars will be low and your blood pressure high. Remember in your training how to deal with that. I wish you all the very best of luck. Are you okay, Elijah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone okay? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Computer, initiate setup protocol. Initiating. Complete. All right. I'm gonna try to get up and see what's outside. Any of you, uh? Want a water or a pop or anything? Uh, yeah, just something to eat. Yeah, me as well. You got it. Well, what do you see up there? 1856. No way. We're here. Oh, wow. Okay, let me get something to eat. Catch. Thanks. You too, Susan. Catch. Thank you. You got it. Oh, wow, I'm excited. Checking in. Did everybody make it okay? Stabilizing connection. Yeah, we're good here. Just recovering. Excellent. They should rest up. I'm now going to assign you your mission. At the first week or so, get to know the townspeople and the place. Of course, from a distance. Become immersed into their culture and know their intentions on life. Once you have done this, there is a person known as Thomas Williams, one of the smartest people in town. Unfortunately, in four weeks, he will be assassinated by a family rifle. We believe that if you somehow prevent this from happening, he will be able to bring much success and prosperity to America and eventually the United States. We do not know much about his capabilities, but if he has children like him and so on, his family line could potentially change this lad for the better. As for now, be Mississippians. Know the people and the town, and don't forget the do's and don'ts. Good luck. Wow. So, we get to stop an assassin. Yeah. Sounds like it. What do you say we uh, rest for about 30 minutes and uh, get our blood pressure back down? And uh, after that, we'll, we'll go out into the town and explore. Sounds good to me. It was now time to go change into our Mississippian 1856 clothing, which was already set up by our manager. I took my set and went into my room to change. I looked into the mirror and looked at the strange clothing. Hmm, not bad. I made sure my hollow was hidden after that, and I walked out to meet Rob and Susan. They looked like the real deal, too. Well, let us be on our way, folks. <laughs> Let's do this.
never seen so much green in my whole life. We best get a move on. Let's not waste any time here. Hollow's pointing this way. Let's go. Let's not screw this up. Up ahead, there was an upturn in the dust, caused by busy traffic of horse buggies and foot traffic. For several minutes, we kept walking on the path, and through the smog of dust, I could eventually see several brick and wooden buildings, which I guessed was the, the town. <laughs> a farmer passed by us a moment later, and nervously we nodded our heads and said hello in our best southern accents. My heart raced, and I began to sweat. Thoughts like a spoiler cover suddenly rushed in my head, but I tried to push them away as best as I could. We entered the main street of the town, acting casual yet astonished at the early American structure all around us. There wasn't a single building that was more than one story high, a strange concept for me. Technology and culture had changed so much in the past 250 years or so. Town folk met us with pleasant greetings and welcomes as they had never seen us before. We went to the police station to ask questions about the town, and we would say that we were travelers from up farther north settling into land nearby. As we walked to the small brick building, the American flag, in all its glory, proudly flew on a towering pole above the police department. Although people in the south, such as the police, who primarily existed to keep slavery in check, believed in such horrors, seeing that American flag sent chills down my spine, a feeling I had never felt before. I know that after its dark past of the 20th century, it was the greatest nation on earth. Someone once told me that that chill down my spine as I saw the flag was a feeling of patriotism, a pride and love for one's country. That concept I had never experienced before as I was never a fan of the Allied States' socialistic principles, but neither had I ever formed a true political opinion. I was afraid to learn about politics and speak out in a country where freedom of speech was not a thing. Learning about the USA, it seemed like a country worth fighting for, despite the differences and flaws within. When we talked to the police and some other people, we headed back home to finish setting up the place and file a first day report. Good evening. How was your first day? It was great. There were so many nice people. That's excellent. Oh, by the way, thanks for doing your report correctly. Most people have a hard time doing it the right way. We're just doing our job. So, the main reason why I'm calling you is that a major problem has arisen. As you know, many people are against our cause, and they will do anything they can do to stop us. Recently, we've had a major data breach. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but the terrorist organization called the World Preservation Association, or the WPA, has allegedly received access to all her files, mission dates, and locations. <sighs> Rumor has it, that they have time-traveling capabilities as well. If my theory from this data is correct, that means that there could potentially be agents like you, but not like you, out to stop you from completing your mission. What I'm trying to say is be careful. Don't trust anyone because they could be a WPA terrorist. If you see any suspicious activity, you don't report it. Stay safe out there. Without getting the chance to acknowledge him, he ended the video call. Rob, Susan, and I looked at each other in great fear.
I think our jobs just got a whole lot harder. If you've made it this far in the story, thank you for listening. Tune in next time to hear about how the story unravels and how Elijah soon faces his fears. Thank you.